What's up, guys? Welcome to Pop Top, fourth episode here with you, with your Pop Top hostmaster and self-proclaimed beer whisperer, even though my wife agrees, Colin Morse. How is everybody doing today on this lovely Thursday, March 1st? Guys, gals, we are only 16, more like 15 and a half days away from St. Patty's Day. Get your beer choices ready. And guys, be responsible. Can I, can I just go out here and say about St. Patty's? Okay, I have done my fair share. Fair share of heavy partying on St. Patty's Day. There's no need for it. When you get older, have a couple of good beers and have a good time. Hang out at home. That debauchery is for the youngins. Let you young guys go out there and have fun. Please drink all the Irish car bombs you can for me. I don't do it anymore. Excuse me. It makes my stomach hurt, and I don't think the wife appreciates it too much. Basically, the last St. Patty's Day, every St. Patty's Day, I tell her that I'm going to have to do This is my St. Patty's Day. I can do whatever the hell I want. I'm Irish. Well, the last time I said that a few years ago, I came home, and about 2 o'clock in the morning, I put a DiGiorno in the oven at 400 degrees and passed the fuck out on the couch, to which I woke up. To this day, I still believe a leprechaun left me two slices of pizza and a glass of water. It could have been the wife, but I really want to believe in the leprechaun. Needless to say, I don't go out and get show-wasted on St. Patty's Day anymore. I'm more responsible. I hang out with the wife. I cook a nice dinner. We drink some good beers. Or wine. Or wine. There's nothing against the wine, but Pop Top is about beer. So the wife's obviously not here. I can say what the F I want about beer. So beer, 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 beer. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know I bring you a lot of love today. I bring you a lot of, uh, a lot of positivity and I bring you a lot of great beer information. We are going to go right here, just south of us. Uh, in between Richmond and Charlottesville, there is a little farmland area called Goochland, Virginia. And down there in Goochland, Virginia on the farm, they got a farm and they got a brewery called Lickin' Hole Creek Brewery. You gotta love that name, Lickin' Hole Creek Brewery. Ladies and gentlemen, Lincoln Hole Creek Brewery comes to you at 4100 Knowles Point Drive. Okay, that's Goochland, G-O-O-C-H-L-A-N-D, Virginia, 23063. All right, it's the zip code. Give them a call over there if you want to find out about reservations or tour on the farm at 804-314-4380. And as always, check them out on the webs at www.lickinholecreek.com. In between Charlottesville and Richmond, guys, it shades a little bit northwest of Charlottesville, so or uh, Richmond, a little bit closer there to Richmond. So um, it's only about two hours here from D.C. area. So please go down there and check out the farm. It's beautiful. Um, and they have a whole range of beers. I'm going to tell you about my two favorite today, all right? Uh, the uh, They got a lot of good ones, but we're going to talk about my two favorite here today. But, guys, please give them a – ladies and gentlemen – not just guys. I keep saying guys. And stuff. Please give them a try. Uh, they're awesome. But check them out online, too. If you want to get a little, you know, vacation away for a close weekend out, come on, check them out. 
you know, drive out of the city for two hours and uh, get into a beautiful area of Virginia. It's definitely an area you probably never thought about because you drive on 95 through Richmond and you head down to the beach of South Carolina, North Carolina. You don't even think about stopping anywhere off of that highway from Richmond. So uh, give it a try, guys. It's beautiful out there. So my my my, my first first beer uh, by them is my second favorite beer by them. So we're going to start with the runner-up and then we'll go with the first place. Uh, Licking Hole Creek makes... Like I said, they make a plethora of great beers. I love the beers they have. Um, I, I, I've had about four or five different beers of theirs, and I'm sure that some of the other ones I haven't had are just as good. But my, out of those five, my, my favorite here, my number two, is called Maiden's Blonde. This is a blonde ale, so this will be on the light end of the spectrum for you guys and gals that like the um, lighter beers, the more... You know, less of the bite, less of the full flavor. So this one weighs in at 4.75 uh, alcohol by volume, uh, which is very light. Most beers are 5%, so it's, you know, a quarter percent. It's 0.25% less than like a regular Bud Light, say. But the thing about this baby is it's got a smooth, light blonde color. It's really pretty. It's an initial sip is very refreshing and it's followed with like a smooth open flavor with almost like a little citrus finish. Uh, I really adore it. It's definitely a summertime porch sitter, 100%, but it's also a wintertime just kind of chilling out, watching the game and you don't want to drink something too heavy, but you want to drink something flavorful. The Maiden's Blonde Ale. Guys, Licking Hole Creek has a cool little logo I really like by them. Um, I guess it's from being a big fan of the punk rock era and um, some of the Screamo, which I hate to admit, but I love to admit, but I hate at the same time because it's Screamo. But anyway, they have a awesome looking, it's a heart. It's in the middle, there's an X that goes from the corners of the heart down towards the point. Uh, it covers the whole heart and it's just, and then it's you know white on a black background, and then at the top it has what looks like a cross, and then a smaller cross across the top of it. So it's a regular cross, maybe like a little mass on a pirate ship. There, it's a really interesting logo. Um, I, I I like it a lot. Uh, check out their website at lickingholecreek.com, and you will see their cool logo there. But anyway, the maiden comes in the cans, not in bottles. So it's a simple, like I said, port sitter, and they use the cool little plastic cap six-pack, so it's definitely safer for the environment. It's not strangling the geese. I remember as a kid, I used to cut those up on six-packs of cans or find them out in the street. So, yeah, that is very cool by them. Licking Hole Creek. They definitely get two thumbs up and my seal of approval here on this blonde ale. Now, guys, I know I kind of cock-blocked you last time, and... Ladies, I apologize. I'm giving them more options here. But as a man that uh, struggled in love because of being a, kind of an asshole himself with the ladies early on in life and then finally found the love of his life and someone to tolerate him and someone that he knew that he should treat well, I, I think of date ideas. I even have – I do date ideas with my wife, guys. So remember that. you got to keep the spice going. So here's a little heads up for you. You buy a six-pack of the Licking Hole Creek Maiden's Blonde, all right? It pairs well, especially in the summertime, with like a light salad with some cucumbers, some wedge lettuce, some tomatoes, okay? Throw a couple red onions in there for a little bit of flair. Put some grilled chicken on top of that. 
going to use a little light vinaigrette dressing. The vinaigrette dressing will go awesomely with this blonde ale. Okay, try it out. Ceviche too goes well with it. Anything that's kind of with a light citrus over top of the ceviche, they'll pair well with each other. But guys and gals, I've said this before, and I will say it again time and time again on this podcast. Do not put a fucking piece of fruit in your goddamn beer. You understand? No fruit in the beer. It's all I'm asking. Don't put fruit in the beer. You can squeeze a lemon all over ceviche all you want, but don't put fruit in the damn beer. Also, one of the things that I've found with it, it pairs really well with like sweet, eh, sweet, hot, and spicy stuff. So like Asian and Latino dishes, it pairs very well with like a lot of styles like that Thai and like a spicy Thai dish or maybe like, uh, you know, like a mole poblano sauce at a nice Mexican restaurant over an enchilada. It would pair well with that as well too, guys. Okay? So uh, remember that. You can pair these things with good foods here. And um, I'm offering you some recommendations of my own that I know work well with it. Um, so I hope that you'll take them. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know, I want you to get your questions out there. I want you to get to know me. I want to get to know you. I want to get to know what beers you like. Uh, I'd love for you to send me your beer ideas, ones that you try that you think are good or ones that you want to try and you'd rather I try them and tell you what I think if you agree with my opinion or not agree or just to see what maybe I might say about the beer before you go. Okay, I'll give that a shot then or nah, screw that. So... I want to give you guys the best opinion I have about the beer and put you with the best foot forward when it comes to popping the top of your choice. So uh, those food recommendations are great for you. I hope you get out there and try the Blonde Maiden's Ale. Now, on to our favorite segment. Maybe it's just my favorite, but I'm going to say it's our favorite here. And that is Beer Facts! No shit! I, uh, the first few beer facts I got for you guys, I, I do the research. I don't just pull something off a of Google search here. I do the research. I read the articles. I, I find the facts out for you. All right, I dig deep here. I'm like, you know, Sherlock Holmes on this shit. And the first few are really just statistical. So I'm really just kind of getting, uh, you know, I'm getting, uh, I'm just reading that they kind of took data and that's how they found out those numbers. But this one I got for you today is, uh, it touches, it touches more the, uh, it's the human touch. Sorry, I apologize. The human touch, if you will. So, in Amsterdam, the city of Amsterdam, not all of Holland, but the city of Amsterdam, they have a problem with alcoholics, like, like we do all over the world. Now, let me just take a side note, guys. All things in moderation. Please, all things in moderation. I, I ask you to please, please, please drink your beers safely and in moderation. Get a cab home. Take a cab out. Get a cab home. They don't have to worry about leaving the car somewhere. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Take care of yourself. Take care of your friends. This podcast is about beer and love, and I want to spread both of those. So this one is a little, this one, this one will touch you here. The human touch, as I said. Amsterdam. If you show up to their little municipal building down there for their city maintenance workers at 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., seven days a week, they have alcoholics that usually show up there, a lot of homeless people, and they pick up trash, clean up the litter on Amster around Amsterdam. 
Throughout the day, they're given a few extended breaks, given like three extended breaks, I believe it is, for like 20, one's like 45 minutes for lunch, and that's a little excessive for lunch, come on. You're an alcoholic homeless person picking up trash, you don't really get 45 minutes for lunch, but they give them 45 minutes for lunch, they give them a hot meal, they give them a couple beers, two or three beers while they're working, a couple cigarettes, and after they're done at 3 o'clock, they pay them in five cans of beer, 10 euro, and enough tobacco to roll about four rolled cigarettes. I mean, it's not really much to, uh, you know, make you the king of Prussia or anything. But that's not too bad if you're an alcoholic. And I, the thing I was reading about was like, what do they like, you know, post on an alcoholic's website to get them to come out? Or they just go pass out flyers to the homeless people sleeping on benches? No. So they know about it. They know the alcoholics know that they have this thing, and there's people that are out of a job. A lot of them that are homeless are basically alcoholics. Uh, most of their homeless are alcoholics, is what they say. So they found that this keeps the problem at bay rather than it stopping the problem. It's just easier that way. Um, and a couple of the articles, the lady that heads the company that kind of runs this whole organization, they're funded partially by the government. They, they, were, they were very adamant in a lot of the articles, but partially. But they wouldn't admit to how much they were given because they said that that could affect their government funding in the future. So which leads me to believe that the government's done a good amount of money to give out free beer to these alcoholics who clean up the city. You know... They talk about some cities here in the United States giving out free needles or giving out clean needles like in an exchange program. You know, like, you know, you're getting in trouble for bringing needles and stuff. Um, but <laughs> it's kind of funny that uh, they would give them beer. Also, though, they are making them work for it. So, you know, who knows? But shoot me your emails. Pyramid365 at gmail.com. Let me know what you guys think about it. Um, I, I, I just think that, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's a, getting a good service. It's keeping it clean. I, um, I understand that if an addict's going to do something, they're going to do something, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I guess they give them the beers. I say keep them in control. I guess they don't go out and commit crimes and things like that. It was one of the, a lot of things that they were saying that they won't rob anybody because they know that they can consistently get a drink at the end of the day, you know, or even midday. So uh, it does help with that, but it's uh, it's an interesting idea. So let me know what your thoughts are, guys and gals out there. All right. Now. That has been another installment of Beer Facts. No shit. So, guys, oh, the wife is coming through the door. The boss is coming home. I hear her jingling the keys. She's barreling down. Here it is. There she is. She's in there. You're on the podcast, babe. You okay. made it. You made it. I'm guessing practice, Ken? The beer going? The beer's going well. <laughs> the beer is going well. <laughs> How was... Oh, did you get the new license? Oh, it's here. Oh. I'm officially Mrs. Morse. Oh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to clap it up. Life's been waiting for days. For, oh, for days. 
for the new oh and a smiling license I photo love smile. nice you got here Still. nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway guys uh so the wife is here on the podcast now she'll be staring at me that'll make it more awkward while i finish the last year of this podcast here but she is now officially my wife according to the virginia dmv so that is a kudos to that congratulations babe you did it Thank you. you signed your own death warrant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hi. Can I have a kiss? Hi. Hi. So, back to the beer. The second most important thing to the wife in my life here. So, as I told you about the blonde maiden ale, maiden's ale, maiden's blonde ale, fantastic. Very light beer, weighing in at 4.75. Uh, really easy to drink, and I gave you the pairings with it. Now I'm going to give you my number one, and I would say currently over the last year, this is my favorite beer in the last year. And I've had a lot of favorites. The wife can attest to it. I've had a lot of favorites over the last few years. But um, this one is really just, it's a perfect sipping beer. Um, another one by Licking Hole Creek there. It's called Air Apparent and like an heir to the throne, H-E-I-R, Air Apparent. It's a double imperial stout. Now don't let that make you be like oh i don't know what the hell that is i'm not gonna drink that a double imperial stout is really just a double ipa guys okay it's brewed and fermented like a stout and it looks like a guinness and the first sip tastes like a guinness and it finishes with that awesome hoppy maltness of an ipa uh imperial stout it, it this one is just really complex from the start but it has a great like caramel base that kind of evens it out when you finish so it's just it, it's it's good all around it's it's a little bit of hop it's a little bit of bite uh it's got mexican whole peppers in it it's mixed with vanilla and a little bit of cocoa and all of that leads to like a great aromatic scent when you open the bottle. Just really subtle combo of hop and malt and, and has a nice tan head. It's bubbly. It, it's inviting to look at. I mean, it looks great. Your initial sip is like really hoppy and then it's cool with like this sl just slick malt finish. And, and it ends with like even like a little bite of the pepper. Um, the funny thing is, is that the, the Imperial Stouts and the Russian Imperial Stouts, uh, what I found out was that it actually, a little fun fact here for you, that it comes from the British, and it doesn't, and I never found out why, but they used to brew beer, uh, a stout, they used to brew for the Russian Imperial Court in the late 1700s, like, I don't know if they lost a bet or some shit, or they like were like, "Hey, we'll play you guys in soccer," and like the Russians somehow beat them, and they're like, "All right, we gotta make us beer for the court for like the next six months," and they're like, "All right, we got this cool stout." I have no idea, but anyway, they made beer for them in the late 1700s, and that's how it got its name. But really, what we do here in the U.S. of A. is we make a double IPA that turns out to be an imperial stout, and. They're absolutely fantastic. So they're nice and robust and they're thick with the sip, but they're uh, bite and light with the finish. So um, one of my favorite things about this is, is that you can pair it with – It's I, rec I recommend pairing it with like heavier foods, like creamy stuff. Like if you were just going to make a cheese plate because you're a cheapo and you don't actually want to like learn how to make a meal for a girl, then what you could do is get some brie or Havarti um, or you can make some mac and cheese. Now – I got to tell you, I make some bomb mac and cheese, but if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you better get that box in a bag crap because you're going to screw it all up, all right? You go with the Velveeta and throw in some chunks of some white cheese, make it look like you did something there. 
But for all the guys out there that actually know how to cook um, and want to do something a little bit more complex, one of uh, my favorite dishes that you can have with it is a steak with a cream sauce, all right? Like you can make like a little burgundy sauce there and add, add a little bit of heavy cream to it so it gets a little thick. It pairs really well with the beer, opens up, kind of brings out the biting flavor of the beer as well as the thick smoothness of the cream. So it's a it's a win-win situation there for, for your palate. Uh, but definitely strong, rich flavors I recommend to pair with it. But this beer is amazing. You can get it at Total Wine. You can get it at Rustico. And big shout-out here to Total Wine. Fishing for sponsorship. Uh, I love using them, the fact that you can order online at the beginning of the day and a couple hours later. It, really, it's like an hour later. They tell you, like, if you order at 11 a.m., you'll get it by 4 p.m. It's really like if you order at 11 a.m., you're ready by, like, 1. Uh, but you can order and pay online and go pick it up at the store. Show your ID. It's really quick and easy, and they got a great staff at the one here in Boston. Go on TotalWine.com, look up where they're at uh, around you, and make the drive to them because they have a plethora of great craft beers. And aside from all that bullshit that you find like in your regular liquor stores or in the convenience store at the bottom of your building. So, guys, Air Apparent, Maiden's Blonde, both by Licking Hole Creek, in our favorite new little town called Goochland, Virginia, right there in between Richmond and Charlottesville, two hours outside of D.C. Like I said, check them out at LickingHoleCreek.com or give them a goddamn call at 804-314-4380. All right, they're only two hours outside the city. Go out there and check them out. They got some good food out there, too. So the farmland is a nice little reprieve from the city. So to end the fourth episode here, guys, I hope that I gave you a lot of good insight here. And I hope that you will go out and try these beers and not just say, fuck that guy. All right? So I tell you once again, as I always say, have a great day. Have a great beer. And I will see you on the next one.